On the line is Andrew Hoare, CEO of the Blues. Roger Tuivasa-Shek, RTS, has played rugby before. A little highlight of him. You can see him on YouTube. Uh, this was him playing for the Blues school side. And Roger Tuivasa-Shek with a nice little right foot step. Looking for a bit of support. Now steps off the left. Tuivasa-Shek and Mark Watson talked about the best sidestep in secondary school rugby. There's a chance for the Blues again. If they go wide, they'll score. They will go wide. And they will score, and there's no surprise about that with Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Trial 15, as I said, Andrew Hoare. Congratulations, may I say that it must feel great to get this finally all official. Yeah, look, we're delighted that uh, he's chosen to to come to us, and um, yeah, we look forward to having him here. We, we hear, we, we, meeting him and, and hearing about him, we hear really good things, and we think he'll fit very much on, on where the direction of the business is going. Why is it taking a week to come out with this announcement, given that it was announced last week by him and the Warriors that he was leaving? Yeah, um, I, I don't know why the Warriors chose to do it that way. As there was still, from our end of things, it's a good question, um, there was still some paperwork to be completed. Um, and I appreciate uh, his representative and, and the way that we've gone about that, but we just felt that it, it wasn't appropriate until all things were tidied up. And you know, sometimes in that situation, uh, it's not a bad thing that maybe earlier is better um, if there's speculation. And you remember the situation, they're probably in there. They're, they're in Australia together, living in and out of each other's pockets. That maybe for, for their environment, it was the best thing to do. So, um, so we've got to look at it from that perspective because we're not in that situation. You've attracted high-profile players in the past, and that's been before you've been CEO as well, Sonny Bill, Bowden, uh, and now Roger. Is it just What is it about the Blues that the, these players want to come to Auckland and play for the Blues? Well, I think like a lot of people that come here, they see both the region uh, and also the team has this um, untapped sort of upside, and they want to be a part of that and changing it. So I think, you know, um, Auckland, Northland, Harbour are bloody lovely places to live. So it's easy, and um, and and they see an organisation that they think they can make a a change. I know that was a big driver for Bodie, and I think even with Roger, from what I understand, it, it's around some of the social development work that we're doing away from the field, as well as what we're doing on the field. I think um, he's had some good discussions with Leon and around um, where he'd like to take the team um, from a leadership and growth perspective. Uh, he can add there, he can add uh, on the field, um, we believe, looking at the parts that sort of make the whole, to coin a Robbie Dean's phrase. And um, and then ultimately, too, uh, he, he's really happy with where we're trying to take things off the field with regard to the, some of the social, develop, social development um, initiatives we're looking to undertake. Blue CEO Andrew Horace with us on the DRS. Any word from Leon or discussions as to what kind of position he might be tried at to start with? Um, yeah, I think, look, they want to get him. It's been 10 years out of the game. So uh, I think the general feeling is um, he'd, he'd, get, he'd get put into a position probably more in that back three that can give him that a little bit of time and space. But that doesn't mean he'll end up there. And I think between Ian Foster, Leon uh, and the Auckland coaches, they've got to work through that transition and how that's all going to work uh, as and when that arrives. And... Um, you know, Leon spoke this morning in, in, in the press conference about he's got attributes that he could end up playing anywhere in that back line because he's got 
good feet. He takes the ball to the line. He's a good defender. Um, he's just got to get used to the game. And and people are going to have to give him a little bit of time uh, because it is 10 years out of the game. And he's going to be competing against some of the you know, good young stock that we've got coming through, like the Zahn Sullivans, etc. Um, it's not going to be easy. So we just we will have to be patient. Andrew, how do you how do you guarantee him a future? Because you can't guarantee him a place. And and I like the fact you've mentioned Fozzie in there in there because it has to be a collaborative approach. You don't get a player like this and not make it work. And I know that you know I want to refer to Benji Marshall in a, in, a, in, a, in a second, but it's very rare for a league player to come over in this day and age in rugby and actually be as good as he was. And that's obviously we want to see the very best in Roger. So so that is a real mm. process for you, isn't it? It is, and. You know, look at someone like Brad Thorne. They took he took time, but he is prepared to go on that journey. And and I think the beauty here is you've got a llama at Auckland. You've got um, you, you, you've got uh, obviously Leon. You've got Tana, and you've got Foz in that mix. Now that's not bad rugby now. And if the three of those three organisations can work together, which I think the contracting structure has shown we can. Um, I'm pretty sure that we can support um, Roger in helping him achieve his goals. When you talk about a llama, does that mean that would it be your intention to to get him into a couple of NPC games this year, if possible? Yeah, that's got to be discussed. So we've 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 effectively said, look, we've got to get on with our season, and he's got to get on with his. But as that unfolds, um, we we see that as being beneficial, um, and uh, and and just get that experience and. You know, get get back into just the movement of the game and some of the intricacies around the game that may have changed from when he was last here because the game has moved on. Um, and uh, last time he put on a blue shirt, he was you know playing under 18. So it's um, it, yeah, it's an opportunity, and, and we we think it could be in his best interest. But there's further discussion to be had on that. Given your experience with Bowden, you know, I know it's a team game and everything, but there are those who earn more than others in the team, and that and that's just yep. the way that economics work and things. How does that fit in? Because he's a guy who's extremely well paid in league. We all know that. And he comes across and, he's, and, he, and he obviously wants to earn the same kind of money and things. Are there any issues around that? Um, well, working out how to get <laughs> to what the perceived value is is always challenging. Um, but look, the people in our squad are professionals and they understand that um, you build a reputation and you do the job and you look after yourself such a, and that's why Roger is, for us, um, a good signing because he, he the thing that shines through is um, his level of professionalism and the way he treats players around other people around the rugby league environment. Um, so they, you get rewarded for what people value, and um, it's a, actually a testimony to the other guys that if. You're an ultimate professional, and ultimate professional means not only on the field but off it and the way you look after your body and the way you interact with others, then you are going to get rewarded for that. Big question hanging over all this is how does he get paid and who pays him? And I know you don't want to really want to go into too many no. details, but we know when Benji came that NIB jumped aboard and there were third-party deals and things like that. It's Look, it's, it's something everyone is going to be continually asking you, and I'm asking you as well. Yeah, no, that's fair. But my, my continual reply is, you know, I don't go around asking people how their salary packages are made up, and I don't think it's in anyone's interest for that to be public. And people can often disagree with that, and that's fine, but that's the policy that we have here. What I can say 
is that more generally third parties are an allowed part of the game. Third parties are open to all franchises to do. Uh, all franchises have a similar supporter base. And everyone goes, oh, it's a big city. Well, actually, there's some very wealthy farmers out there, you know, like in, the very, in, the, in the primary industry. And, you know, Otago University has a lot of people that have been associated with the Hollanders that end up sure. in, in cities right around the world. So there's, a, there's opportunities. Um, and but, but when it comes down to the specifics of a player's deal, um, personally, I don't feel and the company don't feel comfortable talking about that. Could you do it without third-party involvement? Um, can be challenging, but yes, you can. Um, and um, yes, you can. And that, that comes down to the player's desire, because some of them, too, particularly for these a lot of these young fellas that have played rugby union, have adored the All Blacks. It's just something they want. To, they want to give it a go. And for some. Like, you know, I don't mean to bring Brad up, but like a Brad film, but the music was just in him. He wanted to be an all black, you know? Um, and it's a bit like um, probably my next gig will be will be out of rugby, for example. So that means I'll probably have to take that hit to rebuild in something else. But if you back yourself, um, you know you'll, you'll get the rewards down the line. Andrew Horse, CEO of the Blues, is with us. Two questions before we leave you. One of the things that you've said in your statement is um, you hope his fans are going to follow him to Eden Park next season. And before that gets misquoted, you know, I mean, it's a bummer for Warriors fans. It's a bummer for league fans. And, you know, this isn't a war between the two codes. Can we just make that absolutely clear? I understand what you're saying when you say those words, and it's not a slight on anybody or a hack at anybody. No, no, thanks for raising it. No, no, it's not. Um... Fans can come in in different ways. We're not saying there'll be people, genuine rugby people, that'll be interested to see how Fodger uh, reverts back, and we'd love to see them. I'm also conscious, and I'm pleased you raise it, Martin. I'm not a CEO that believes that signing a name will bring rivers of gold, because if they come and are a flop or the team's a flop, first and foremost, they want to see a winning and successful team. Um, you can have all the bling in the world, but then you just become show ponies. So. Um, First and foremost, he needs to be a team man. He needs to work. And, and that's one of the reasons we were happy to continue discussions with Roger because that's what comes out uh, from anyone that's worked with him. So, um, you know, the glimmer only lasts for a moment. Um, and what we're trying to build here goes a little bit longer than that. Well, again, congratulations, mate. Thanks so much for your time. And look, it's only weeks away now. And we know we know how excited we got SRA last year and that first yeah. match in Auckland when the big crowds came. I can't wait, mate. Yeah, we want kids there. We want carnival atmosphere. We want happiness. And we want to put on a show. So hopefully people will come down because we're going in with that intent. Devlin. Devlin. Andrew, thank you so much for the Andrew Hoare, CEO of the Blues. Not the Andrew Hoare who was the All Black, just in case you are wondering. Same spelling of the name and everything else. Well...